Welcome, 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 welcome to episode number three in season three of Overflow Beyond the Music, the podcast. My name is Josh McCabe. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for being a part of this podcast. I'm so excited about our guests on today's episode, and I'm going to really, really not give you a lot of prequel, preamble, whatever that is, because we had a very long conversation. It was a great conversation and probably one of my favorites. There's, there's, you know, sometimes you have a conversation with someone and think, oh, that was awesome. They were great. That was really cool. And then there's other times you feel like, uh, I wish we had two more hours just to hang out and, and talk about life and music and family. And that was exactly what my conversation was like with Paul and Hannah McClure. Now, at the time of our conversation, they had just finished up the Heaven Come Bethel Music Conference in Dallas, and I had a chance to catch up with them, uh, I guess, probably a couple months ago now, and their new album called The Way Home had just released, and I love it. I've been listening to it so much and really, really enjoy their work on that album, and and I got to tell you as well, because... What I'm struggling with right now in this podcast is I've got so many episodes that are ready to go or that have already been recorded that I have to keep waiting two weeks, two weeks to let you guys hear them. And maybe you're hearing this for the first time and don't follow us week to week. You can fix that if you subscribe to our podcast. Make sure that if you're on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, wherever you're getting this podcast, that you hit that subscribe button so you can find out exactly when the next episode comes out. But here's what I'm saying is, you know, I've got all these episodes, I've got all this content, and I have to wait two weeks to release it, and it feels like it's taking so long. It's like I just want to let you guys hear it and, and have it out. So I don't know. We're still going every other week right now. Every two weeks is the frequency of this podcast. But maybe um, maybe we'll consider that. So I don't know. If you'd like us to go more than that, maybe you should just send us a message and let us know. You can reach us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash OverflowBTM, Instagram at OverflowBTM, or Twitter at OverflowBTM. That's where you can find us on social media. Drop us a message, share our page, share this podcast with a friend, and help us spread the word. All right, enough from me. Let's get right to it. We're going to hear the song Faithful to the End by Paul and Hannah McClure. You can find it on Bethel Music's Have It All album. And here is my conversation with Paul and Hannah McClure of Bethel Music. His kindness Well, I am on the line with uh, a couple. They are coming to me from Redding, California. And I got to be honest with you both. Uh, this is Paul. Paul and Hannah McClure are on the line with me right now. So let me first say hello to you guys. How are you doing? Hey, hey. Great. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, so t- to be honest, um, I had a little scramble moment about 15 minutes ago because uh, I, I put in the time for our interview uh, well in the Eastern time zone. And now I'm in the central time zone. Nice. So it gets a little bit confusing. Does, You're like, what yeah, time yeah. is this thing? I get it, man. Totally. And does it get confusing for you guys, too, when you like, oh, be so from- confusing, yeah. man. All the time. And we were homeschooled, so our math skills are not the best. So it's like, subtract, right. plus... 
Yeah, we get it, man. Well, your technical skills are good because, um, <laughs> you know, when we got on the line originally, you, you said that you both each have an ear pod in your ear. Bro, we're, <laughs> we're crushing it, man. High tech. I mean, I was really hoping that all you'd have is the earbuds and you had to literally be like face to face for about 30 close. minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that would have been the case like two weeks ago. I just got them. So I'm feeling pretty cool and savvy. Well, I mean, like, it's funny how when I first saw those ear pods in like a photo, yeah. like when they yeah. first were being advertised, uh, right, I was right. like, nobody's going to wear these yeah. things. Yeah, like, those are so dumb. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Nobody, I mean, yeah. Honestly, even when I see myself like at the gym with them, I'm like, you look so stupid, but they're just so nice and convenient. So I'll never go back. They're the best. And like, I remember like take, this is going like way back to high school when like the iPod, I had the iPod photo. Remember the one that was like color (laughs) Yep. and you could put like 20 gig on it and you were just rolling. So cool. Yeah. Rolling deep. Yeah. And then I remember saying to someone like, they should make this in a phone. And then someone showed me like, they held the iPod to the ear and said, how dumb would this look? (laughs) That's amazing. Like, well, it looks kind of normal, honestly. Yeah. It's almost like, so funny. It's almost like you, don't have you like oh my gosh you text with this look you text with t9 right well awesome it's it's so good to have you guys on and and um i always just love to kind of you know shoot the breeze a little bit before we we get at anything real serious but um just such a small world because um you guys just finished uh heaven come conference in dallas Mm yeah and um i was texting back and forth with my sister who works on your team um, yep. you know, cause some friends wanted to come check out the conference and I'm always going, Hey, is there any new conference swag? Like yeah. any new cool <laughs> shirts? <me> up, <laughs> yeah. Like, like give me one of those camo shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I sent her the same text. Like, Hey, how do I get merch? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like it's the joke has been because, um, well, the long story short, we just moved to Nashville about eight months ago and my wife got the bag that was to be donated to like the Salvation Army confused with the bag that was supposed to go to Nashville. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, so I lost like half my clothes. And, and no way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bummer. So in saves my sister with some like incredible um, like discount pricing. And um, just decked out in like, Bethel. I just wear Bethel you. four days a week. <laughs> That's amazing. Now that they got those sweatpants, man, you're set. Head to Ooh, toe. I did not know about that. Bro, you gotta get the sweatpants. All they need are shoes, and you could literally be decked out completely. Yeah, so good, good so good. I love it because um, I was at a, uh, a Fourth of July party, and I was wearing that shirt. It says, "My weapon is a melody." Yeah. And and people who just weren't believers were like, "Oh, that's really cool. What's that mean?" Oh wow! <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they thought amazing. it was like some like emo phrase yeah, or like hipster like love on her arms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some like hipster phrase. I'm like. Well, let me tell you about Jesus. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so good. Let me tell you. Well, friend. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So, tell me, um, you guys just finished Heaven Come Conference, um, yeah. and, and now you're back in Reading right now. What What are you guys up to? Uh, what have you been up to this week? It's Friday as we're talking, but and when this oh, podcast man. comes out, it might be a Monday, but but what's what's the last few days been like? Oh, it's been amazing because we've been home. This year, I mean... Honestly, since March has been nonstop mm-hmm. go with the album and travel and all that stuff. And so we got home Sunday from Heaven Come, and Monday was a holiday, and we went out on the lake on yeah. our 
on our crappy boat and <laughs> nice. had a blast. And yeah, we're we're gonna we're getting into the the school swing of things. So mm-hmm. this week has still been figuring out how do we get two kids to school and do yeah. all our other stuff. We're figuring it out. Yeah, we're new to the school life. Yeah, we. Whole other I, level. I feel like it's a part time job. Seriously. Just going to school meetings and oh yeah, <laughs> keeping up with your kids and like okay, this is this is new. Here we go. Yeah, and I mean, it also is a part time job. Like, you know cleaning out what they didn't eat for lunch after. Right, exactly. You're just like, oh, gross. That is so true. That is my least favorite part. I'm like, oh, great. It was sat in your lunchbox all day. Gross. Yeah, it's like, oh, great. That yogurt tube everywhere. <laughs> you get that's, it. Yeah, you get it. That is so true. Well, so did you get some rest, though, after having come? Because that, that's a busy weekend. Oh, man, it was so yeah. busy. And it was, like, extra because we had, um, you know, our album came out. So it was, like... Heaven Comes already busy enough, and then you throw on an album release and mm-hmm. all that. So it was crazy, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. So, we, I mean, we've gotten rest-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, It's interesting. I think we are still catching up. I think the beginning of this year, really, since then, it's just been nonstop, physical and emotionally. Right. Uh, as far as... Um, it's been a way more emotional experience than I yeah. anticipated. Yeah. Do you know putting your heart and soul into your songs and releasing it to the world? It's like here um, it is. Yeah, you kind of put your heart and soul out there, and I I didn't really expect as mu- as much emotion attached yeah. to that as it is. Yeah. So I think we we feel a we're little like, tired. tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, just tired in general. From it's that. kind of what happens in life in general. I mean, like you spend your whole life raising your kids and then they're out in their own and married. And you're like, well, now what? Not Yeah. yeah, yeah seriously, really. man. Like, do you, do you find that as a couple doing music together that like you, you work to, you know, heaven comes done and then now the album's out and then you kind of look at each other and like, are we supposed well, to like yeah. talk to each other now? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I know, man. it's true, man. I think, I think honestly, like, We've gotten, you know, over the years, especially being here at Bethel, we've gotten a lot of counseling and become more self-aware of Mm -hmm. things. (laughs) And so, you know, in the past, something like this, big like this would have happened, and then we would have, like, turned on each other or fought or Or, thought it was about us. Or just crashed. Yeah, and now we're like, oh, yeah, we're just really tired, and that was a... That was a really big high, and it's okay to feel a little bummed that it's over, but mm-hmm. you know it's all good, and let's rest and let's recoup, and we don't have to do anything this week. So just mm-hmm. you know, we're not there all the way, but we're at least a little more aware now that we can that the reality of that was a big deal to happen, and there's probably going to be a little bit of a letdown after something like that, you know. Yeah, and I, I find that we used to like whenever we'd have big conferences or big events. Um, I'd always go in the office like Monday around, you know, like 11 till noon yeah. kind of thing. Just to, like, yeah. you know, you got to sign a few checks or whatever, kind of, you know, right. deal with a few things. And then then my wife and I and when our, you know, different ages with the kids, we just drive around and like look at houses or like yeah, drive around the hills, like yeah. nowhere yeah. in mind to go, but just right. wherever. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys That's have so a place smart. that that is that restful place for you that that when you go, you just know that, hey, it's it's us. It's Paul and Hannah time. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the lake has been kind of our thing. A couple years ago, I surprised Paul. I know nothing about boats, but um, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Somehow I surprised Paul on his birthday with a boat. I one walked year. out and was like, How did you buy me a boat? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's nothing special. It's, it's really old. It's like an 85 or yeah. something. Pretty so crappy. Good, but it's it's um, been a super great outlet for our family because we all go and it's just I don't know just family time it's yeah. really special yeah so it's a great um, little outlet that yeah. we have yeah um, and even just just sitting at home and Seriously. Paul loves to work in the yard so we'll <laughs> work in the yard and just little things like that that um, kind That's of like my love daily. language. If Hannah will like pull weeds with me, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I'm like, really? I never loved you more than right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh man, my my love language is my wife will will sit with me while I play video games. <laughs> that, that is true love. It's like I'm not a ga- I'm not a gamer guy. Like I'm 32 now. Like I I'm not I'm not that nerd. But but yeah. sometimes just a yeah man blowing a few things up just get yeah. some stress relief. <laughs> so you know. Heck yeah. I love that. How long have you guys been married now? Eleven, 11 years, years in Ooh. August. Yeah. yeah, and so where did you where did you meet? I mean, whenever maybe this is just my misconception, but whenever you see like worship uh, leader duos and husband wife, I just imagine that you were both serving on worship team while single and singing yeah. how he yeah. loves and looked over yeah, to exactly. each other and exactly. it just clicked. <laughs> you know, uh, I that's, mean, it's that's like pretty not much far it. off, honestly. Yeah, really? Yeah, okay, I need to know it. the story. I mean, however, like we were single because we were like children. So oh, okay, <laughs> it was okay. more that we were children. No, we, yeah, were, we were like 15. Yeah. All Hannah's right. dad, uh, both of us are PKs. Both of our dad were Assemblies of God pastors and they actually knew each other like in the 80s. Wow. <laughs> so her dad moved, or her family moved to the town I was in in North Carolina to start a church. And my dad was like, hey, my <laughs> friend Rob Spradley's moving to town and they need a drummer. Do you want to play on their worship team? I was like, sure, whatever. <laughs> I was like 15. Nice. And so they uh, they moved there. Hannah actually played bass on the worship team. Her mm-hmm. brother was a worship pastor. I played drums. And we were just buddies for like a year. Yeah. I was pretty shy at the time, yeah. and Hannah was like this cool emo skater <laughs> chick, and so I was like, like tucked in shirt homeschool kid, and I was like, man, she's so cool. Oh. And so we were, <laughs> we were, like when I met Hannah, she had pink hair and had like gotten expelled from school for having pink hair because it was a Christian school. So I was like, man, this girl is wild. This is amazing. <laughs> and Paul wouldn't even really talk to me because he's so quiet and shy. <laughs> But we, uh, yeah, we were buddies. We started dating when I was 16. Hannah was maybe 15. Okay. 15, 16. And then we, uh, yeah, just, you know, mainly just wanted to sing dashboard confessional songs together. (laughs) But then started doing, you know, we actually, most of our music in the early days was emo stuff. We had an emo band and would go around and play (laughs) clubs and stupid emo songs that were just like, if we hear them today, we're like, what were we talking about? Yeah, who knows? But. At the time, man, it was awesome. What part of North Carolina were you were you guys from? Uh, High Point. So where would that be in reference that, to? So it's the triad. So High Point, Greensboro, Winston Salem is all the same area, but it's like an hour north of Charlotte. Oh, right. Okay. Do you know? Um, yeah. This is so funny. I no- normally don't ask these questions on the podcast. Like you say that you guys are in an emo band. So my friend yeah. um, Dusty Redman had a band called Beloved. 
back oh, in the day. Oh yes. Oh, oh was yeah. The thing. Oh, they That's were. Amazing. They're the man. They were like so good. So good. And then oh yeah, we Dust, love them. And then Dusty went on to play for like Dead Poetic and the Almost oh, and all nice. that stuff. Yes, we loved so all good. of them. Okay, when I when I oh. have my throwback like like 2006 oh, yeah. to 2010 oh, bro. music yeah. podcast you guys are coming on oh dude please because oh, yeah. honestly that's, that's our like jam. our favorite era of music of our lifetime <laughs> this is so it's refreshing still very, emo days, it's man. still very nostalgic to us oh, yeah. like i could still listen to dashboard all oh, day yeah. every oh. day yeah, so tell me a little bit how you know the emo band the doing music together that that you know was was outside the church and and yet you're still connected to church tell me how that ended up to realizing that this was the person you were going to spend the rest of your life with good question Hmm. i mean we did the we did the um you know our our emo band was like our worship team band so we just would do you know do a do a show on friday night and then play church the next day yeah Yeah, we were always still i mean we were pastors kids so we would we were just always at church too, and you know when yeah. you're the when you're the pastor's kid or you're on staff, it's like you're not just the worship leader. You do the youth group, you pay the bills, and yeah. I was like the janitor. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so we just did it all, and um, I don't know. We just fell in love from really the time that we started dating. I was like, this is the one. Yeah, it was basically like fall in love at 16 and then just have your parents tell you like can you just my parents were like can you please just wait till she's not a teenager to marry her (laughs) fine so i married her when she was 20 but yeah i mean we 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 did any kind of music we could together but we would have like honestly going back we would have probably gotten married when we were 18 if Mm -hmm. if my parents would have let me probably yeah it's kind of crazy like we've been together longer than we have it at this point yeah which is crazy and it's weird to think we were so young. I d- we didn't feel that young. I feel like, but yeah. when but now when I see twenty oh. year olds, I'm like, oh, our, oh, our wow. nieces Maybe and nephews were like, get whoa, married. we were children. <laughs> yeah, how did they let us do that? And it's like when they when you start talking about like I always find it funny with my my wife's siblings because my wife's the oldest of uh, of four. And um, they're in their her siblings are in their early twenties, and you hear them kind of talk about life, and I'm just like, oh, child. Oh, child. Yeah, seriously. Right, you right. Have no exactly. <laughs> you sweet like, baby. You're still a baby. Well, so you, you barely passed the non-teenage threshold. You got right. married. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I'm going to fast forward a few years and probably jump a few steps. But uh, I read that in, in about 2009, you came to worship you at Bethel. Yeah, and, in 2010. Yeah. But, so tell me, the, tell me the journey... To, to come to Bethel, what, what led you to be intrigued by there? And then we can talk a little bit later about, about how you became part of, of the teams. Yeah, It's interesting you mentioned how he loves. Did you hear our story at all before you said that? Or you just said No, I, I just, I literally just tried to think <laughs> of, he loves. I just tried to think of a borderline emo-ish right. swaying really funny. song. You're you're being prophetic, I, I guess, because yeah. that is yeah, kind of how we that. came to Bethel. <laughs> I've been told. Ah, <laughs> uh, shucks, my prophetic gift. Yeah, it's coming out. It's okay. I, I need to know this story now. Okay, yeah. I make Paul tell the story because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a detailed storyteller, so I'll, he'll, Paul he makes it's fun better, of me. It's time. better than sure. being an overly detailed storyteller. Yeah, exactly. You're like, he well, just, it was a two. No, when? No. <laughs> 
you know what? It was yeah, a Thursday. Like, yeah, <laughs> just get to the point. And it'll be like, well, we were, you know, in ready and then cut to now we're here and now we're here with two kids. And it's like, whoa, that was like a decade. You yeah. <laughs> no, we uh, we took our youth group uh, in North Carolina to. Uh, acquire the fire event, which was like a youth event. Oh yeah, I remember them. I, that's where I felt the call to ministry was that I didn't acquire the fire event. Crazy, Come on, man. Yes. But we keep hearing more and more of how people like were like, yeah, I was at an acquire the fire mm-hmm. event and found my calling, or it's pretty cool. But yeah, we um we were at the event with our youth group and Pat Barrett, yeah, um, who was with Unhindered at the time. Oh yeah, um he played how he loves the last night of the conference, and we both I had like a crazy encounter that night to that song had never heard it so then you know went home youtubed it saw kim walker singing it was like oh my word what is happening and then looked up bethel church uh because we saw that jesus culture was from bethel church and then at the time on the bethel church webpage, our home page was jen johnson singing this spontaneous thing of you make me happy and we were like what yeah. is this yeah totally and so we uh, we looked up some Bethel music stuff. I mean, I don't even think they were Bethel music at, at that point. It was like just Bethel church worship. I think they had one worship. album out. Yeah, yeah like it was a like cover the, album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it like Here's Love? or Here's Love. Here's yeah, love. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we saw that they did a worship school. And so, um, you know, like Hannah said, we were at the smaller local church doing everything. So to that at the time, the school of worship was like a month long. And so to get away for a month was like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But right. Our uh, our pastor, who was also our brother in law, let us go. <laughs> they, we actually made like a little EP, you know, put a put our own label on it and sold it at church for like ten bucks yeah. to raise money to come to worship school. Wow! Um, but but came to the school and it. I mean, it just it changed our life. We'd yeah. never seen anointing and excellence at the same time, um, and just being in that atmosphere, bro. Like you know, we were leading every week, never getting a break and to just be here in that atmosphere where you're not thinking like man this sounds bad just to man it it just changed our life yeah. to be in that atmosphere for a month i mean i love what you said about anointing and excellence because yeah. it is it isn't that i would i would say it's not rare but it's it's not that often that they you know what i mean you go to some of these churches and you go oh so yeah. spirit filled that no yeah. one cares mm-hmm. that the worship's terrible Right, exactly. or right. or yeah. you get great slick worship, and you're like, man, where where's the power? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. What what about that? Like, was, was there kind of a moment where that clicked for you, where you're just standing there going, wow, like this is this is like a perfect marriage of of quality and and just pure heart and pursuit of the spirit. Oh yeah, I think the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> we I were mean, kind of blown away, and like Paul was saying, we were just very tired. So it was so refreshing. It just I think we just wept through most of the worship sets because the Holy Spirit was so strong, but it sounded great at the same yeah. time. Well, We're like, like what is what's yeah. happening? We'd honestly not seen that ever because I mean that was also 2010 when it wasn't really normal for people to be doing prophetic worship or right. spontaneous worship at least from the world we came from and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for it not only to sound impeccable but to just have that anointing that you're like whoa what why why are you singing the same songs i sing but it's way more powerful yeah, it's and different. <laughs> yeah well when i had um i had kim walker smith on this podcast uh, a few months ago 
and and wow. I said to her, and I don't think she, I don't think she really realized it because, and I've said this to my sister too. I, I don't think Bethel and Jesus culture understand the influence they have. Seriously, man. Because yeah. you know I'm in Canada and it's reaching me. And I, I said to Kim, I said, you you do realize that you made, um, uh, you brought the charismatic, I don't know, Bethel movement, Holy Spirit inspired. Yeah. Uh, using the gifts during worship, you you made that yeah. mainstream. Seriously, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, and and it, you made that acceptable. Whereas before, you know, um, it was it was very risky to, you know, involve any of that stuff because people were would get. Ooh, oh, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. and I, I I think it's really cool how. How that? I mean, for you guys, you're even saying the same thing. You didn't realize that this was out there. No, yeah, totally. And it is, it is true. Even that, you know, you're talking about the the normal now. Like, even seeing some groups recently that in the past, you know, would have just been like three minute song, top to bottom, nothing. And then mm-hmm. seeing them like flow and spontaneous or prophetic, and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. it's kind of wild that we're living in a day where that's just normal now. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I, I found that in, in a lot of things music-wise and in ministry, not the truths stay the same, but how we deliver them change. And, mm. and how we deliver them can be like a pendulum and that it swings one way. And I really hope the pendulum never swings away from the spirit-led, uh, yeah, spontaneous too, worship. Man. I really hope we never swing same. back the other way. Yeah. 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 I think, honestly, the, the challenge now is to not just do it because we do it, you know, but to make sure that, yeah, it's like actually spirit led, and it's it's happening because God's doing something in the room, and not just because we do that. So it's expected, you know. I think that's our challenge now, which is a fun mm-hmm. challenge to have. Yeah. yeah, like when you get the opportunity to tour, um, it, before Bethel, kind of, you know, you you toured with your circles, and you guys would do your your tours, and um, you yeah. you do a lot of you know the IHOP conferences and stuff, and now right, you're getting right. invited to do things like. You know, roadshow and um, right. some of the more mainstream, quote unquote, CCM stuff. Um, yeah. Do you find yourselves getting to show uh, some of the rest of the industry and and even even teach them a little bit? Like, it, yeah. do you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I just did. I did seven like Christian music or even non-Christian music festivals this summer with Bethel Music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun to go into these festivals where, you know, they're not like, you have no idea. Most of these, you know, you don't know what the people are coming for, or if they have any grid yeah. for what Bethel Music does outside of hearing Reckless Love on the radio. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. you know, you step into these things and you're like, well, we're going to just be us. And so, you know, we'd start the night, do a song, and then we'd just like go for it as far as like, hey, we're not here to do a show. We want to yeah. invite the Holy Spirit. We're going after His presence, blah, 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 blah. And then towards the end of the night, every night I would lead a ministry time of like, hey, we believe that God is still moving and still does miracles today. And yeah. we want to we want to invite His Holy Spirit in here to to touch our bodies and our lives. And, and so we would do a time of healing, and it was so fun to see them like, you know, I'd, I'd introduce it and you could feel kind of the like lean back or lean away, like, whoa, yeah. what is this? <laughs> and then to see by the end of the night, the, you know, r- hands all across the room raised of God touching their body. Yeah. Um, and then to see these people who have been in the industry for so long telling our tour manager, like, 
this is crazy. Like people don't do this at festivals. Yeah. But to see, I you know, I just think God honors you taking a risk and stepping yeah. out and just being yourself. And so yeah. it was, it made it worth it doing all these festivals, you know, to see God show up and do things like that. Well, I'm curious to know because uh, growing up as a worship leader, yourself, Hannah, and, and myself, there's always these voices that we look to that, that have inspired us or that have inspired a generation. I think of a voice like Darlene Check mm-hmm. and then after her came, you know, Brooke Linkertwood or yeah. um, Ligertwood. Yeah. No one knows. <laughs> yeah, 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 however it's said. Um, and then you think of a Bethel and, and some of the dominant voices and unique voices that are there. How did you sort of find your own voice, uh, your own unique voice that, that was true to you, true to your roots in, in the midst of uh, a Bethel culture with, with so many different yeah. uh, unique voices? Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a big question because I feel like I think everyone kind of um, is trying or has found or is trying to find their way as a even vocally, like how do I lead? And um, I, I mean, it's just been a journey for me. I feel like as far as even with the album being called The Way Home, just mm-hmm. kind of singing without even thinking about trying to sound like anything, um, just doing what comes naturally to me. I don't know that I've even always done that perfectly. I think um, I'm doing that more and finding my voice more and more the more that I lead. And even through the project and working with David Leonard, he was a huge uh, championer for me as far as, hey, just sing it and don't think about it. Mm. Um, Don't think about technically what you're doing with your voice. Just do what comes naturally to you. Um, so that was a huge breakthrough in just vocally having right. vocal freedom. But it can be a challenge um, when you have heroes. You know, we're in this environment where we have so many heroes and yeah. everyone does uh, what they do incredibly. Um, so it's very tempting to be like, oh, I, I want to sound like this. I want to do that. Um, but it's been a great reminder even just our album process of what we carry is Mm -hmm. special and unique Mm -hmm. um and just a reminder of that and even it's kind of why we called our album the way home it's uh, just a great reminder of our roots and going back to what we do naturally yeah let's just sing like we're still in the emo band and have fun (laughs) yeah honestly though The first song you guys were, were part of, I believe, was Jesus, We Love You. Is that correct? Uh, yep. Yeah, so when, when you got the opportunity to record that song or be part of the, the album process, uh, I always like to yeah. dispel the myth that, you know, well, just show up to Bethel, go to worship you, and then you'll be on the next album. Right. Like, right. Exactly. What was exactly. that process like of, of integrating into church culture and church life and church family oh, and, man. and then getting, you know, to use your gifts, uh, yeah. in that, in that way. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned like show up to worship you because we actually, that actually did kind of happen for us, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> and like, it just doesn't happen. It was like, yeah, it was, it was like hundred percent of God open door kind of thing. But we actually, when we came to worship school, we played a song that we'd been leading at our church that we'd written called God of the Redeemed. And then Jeremy actually ended up recording it on that Be Lifted High album. And so... Is that your it was song? Like, yeah. Like, we'd been oh, leading that in yeah. our... This is the funniest part about that. We wrote that song, had been leading it for like a year at our church. 
they ended up liking it, recording it, but Jeremy changed some of the lyrics in the verse. And our church people were like, what the heck? We hate this. Why did he touch it? We loved it. It was so funny. But we we're like, guys, it's Jeremy Riddle. He can do whatever yeah, he wants. Yeah, we're like, we don't care. Yeah, totally, but totally. Anyway, you know, that's like, it was 100% like, thank you, God, that that happened because it's right. not a normal thing. Yeah. Um, but that happened in 2010, you know, 11. And then we moved here in 2012. And when we moved here, it was like, it was definitely a faith move. It wasn't come and be on our team. It was like, Paul and Hannah showed up and they're like, Oh, Hey. <laughs> and so we, you know, we moved here. I did construction for like two years and we would just lead on the weekends. Like didn't do anything as part of Bethel music. And so it was definitely just us wanting to be here and be in the culture. And so we would lead on the weekend and take any opportunity to lead for, you know, any kind of event or anything they'd invite us to, but it was mainly just being here. Cause we, something was going on that we'd never seen. And we wanted to be around these people. Yeah. And so we did that for two years. And then in 2014 was when I came on staff with Worship You, the online Worship You school. Mm. And then um, and then they invited us. You know, I remember Brian texting us and he was like, hey, you guys have been doing so amazing. And I just heard yeah. part of Jesus, We Love You. And I want to help you guys finish your song. So we had Jesus, We Love You and You Are My One Thing on that We Will Not Be Shaken album. And... And that was kind of the kickoff, and then we started touring with them. And but it's very, it was very much like a sink or swim kind of thing. Like we did yeah, not yeah. feel qualified to be doing. Oh, yeah. You know, they're like, "Hey, come on tour," and we're like, "Uh, okay." And it was <laughs> like not a lot of context. Just like get out there and lead worship. And so it's been fun that it's you know our ultimate goal is we're just leading worship, yeah. um, and to to navigate that, but to be able to do it from a local church, which has been our heart since we were kids, is just. Mm-hmm. so fun and what our hearts beat for for sure that's awesome and um i'm just looking through the track listing on your on your record i've had the chance to listen to it a few times and i see that you have rita springer on on it featured oh, which th- yeah. this is all making sense to me because uh yeah. i knew you guys were in town because i, I have a guy I follow on instagram was doing some photo and video work with you guys and then i i got oh, nice. i got to meet uh rita at um at Crema in town. Uh-huh. Did she record that here in Nashville with you guys when you were recording the album? Um, it actually, it, that was a God thing too. Um, we were sitting in the studio with David and um, we're kind of just pre-proing the song and he was like, what if we had Rita sing on it with you? Because I wrote it with her. Wow. Um, I wrote it with her I think last, last year. year. This is the song here Always in Good. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's an awesome idea. Let me just text her and see what it would look like. Um, I thought that maybe we'd have to record vocals. Um, she was in Texas at the time mm-hmm. and just send them over. But I texted her and she was like, I am actually in Nashville. Yes. Yeah, like the exact days <laughs> that we were in the studio recording. Yeah, she was here doing a writer's so, thing. Yes. Yep. And I didn't even know that. It was just the Lord worked out perfect timing. She's like, yep, I can come at exactly this time. And um, I think we only did, she did like maybe two takes. takes. She's the queen. Oh, she's such a queen. I love, yeah, her voice is one of my all-time favorite voices. Um, So it only took her like a couple takes and it was just gold. They were like, we had this guy, Phil, play keys, who's just like unbelievable. Mm. And so he's playing on this Bosendorf 
like best piano I've ever heard and Rita's <laughs> singing it and I'm just crying like what is happening <laughs> this is some, Rita could basically sing oh, anything and make you cry yeah so good we were both we were both in tears at the end of recording it because we just felt well even when we wrote it we felt like it was special and it's a song that I've held on to uh, when I have felt depression or have felt just low I would mm-hmm. listen to that song and it's helped me lift back out of that and lift my eyes to the Lord so we were both in tears at the end of recording it and just felt like it was special so uh, I want to ask you about one other song on on the album um, because you, you had the chance to write uh, with some writers that uh, are probably not you know not the typical circle of of writers that that sort of Bethel normally writes with you wrote with uh, Matt Hammett and and Seth Mosley and I know yeah. you, I know there's been some some writes with that but they they're typically known yeah. for their writing with you know for King Country and some of the more CCM mm. uh, pop right. stuff mm-hmm. so tell me about getting to sort of cross some uh, genre quote unquote lines oh, yeah. by writing with them yeah man that was fun because we um, we actually met Matt Hammett and Seth Mosley back in 2000 shoot 17 maybe Um, they came to town Seth was um, was helping with some production stuff and so we met them and actually wrote How Great a King which is on the Victory album yeah yeah and um, and so that was our first. We we like sat down one night at a Airbnb here in town and wrote that song. And we're like, whoa, that was amazing and easy. Yeah. Honestly, like anyone that's anyone we've written with from outside of our world, it's just been great connections. And you just realize like how similar everyone is in what they're going after. Maybe their mm-hmm. maybe their taste or their you know the way they do it is a little different, but the heart is pretty beautiful to see that spread across all these different artists and producers and all that but yeah so we wrote that and then uh we were in nashville last summer and and got together with matt and seth at uh at seth's studio which is just insane gorgeous man that little neighborhood is like pleasantville that he lives in (laughs) yeah exactly we i mean we wrote that in one the only have one we wrote that with them in uh, mm-hmm. one sitting it was basically yeah. just us chatting like hey what should we write about and yeah and just like hey let's write about truth and 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 um confusion and all that stuff and so but yeah we wrote we're with them we wrote we've wrote with uh mia fields a few times who was just like maybe the best songwriter in the world <laughs> you're like i don't even know if i need to She's be in the room you're beast. so good yeah. dude i've told this story several times but i'll tell it again my we had Mia to our church in 2010, maybe 2009, and I'm like 22, uh-huh. 23, and I've never done a co-write in my life. And so my first ever co-write was with Mia, and so I'm just like, oh my wow. gosh. and I'm just like, oh, it's all downhill from here. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, bro. No, but it's like it That's was very real. I didn't. If I had have known like that, her catalog, I probably would have been more intimidated. But I'm like, eh, it's Mia. Yeah, that's it's, probably good. You did. Yeah, it's yeah. probably good. Eh? Yeah, it's yeah. just Mia. And she's been on the yeah. podcast too, and she's just like, I love just how I, I it's one of her great characteristics where she's just like, mm, no, um, but let's do this. And you're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're sure. Like, what about this? She's like, nah, let's right. do this. Instead. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. So tell me, oh, tell yeah. me about she's writing just, with Mia, though. Just like, stay out of her way. Yeah, tell me about writing with <laughs> oh, her. It was, it was amazing. Um, we wrote holding on holding to you. on to you. We wrote a, a ton of songs back in 2017. We went to Nashville and wrote, and um, 
and we wrote holding on to you with mia jonathan and smith jonathan as well yeah smith mm-hmm. yeah um and that was the only song that made it onto this album that from of all that. the songs yeah. yeah from that writing trip wow. we wrote like 10 songs and they weren't bad songs at all um but holding on to you is just extra special yeah. and especially paul he was always fighting for that song and felt like that was there was just something special about it yeah um but yeah i think when we sat down with mia it was just we wanted to write something simple even just talking about the you know i will rest in my weakness you're strong and um just keeping it simple and and um writing something that the church could sing as well well i want to make sure that we get a chance to hear a little bit off the record and so uh, hannah i'm going to throw this to you um and let you make the decision um and and if you and if you say like the typical what I th- what my wife says like well Paul whatever you want <laughs> then I'm gonna then I'm gonna be annoyed. <laughs> this, is, this is not selecting a restaurant. This is selecting a song. All right. <laughs> oh man. man you oh know. no. How do you yeah. know? I'm a nine on the enneagram, so you're like hitting it. That prophetic gift. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> that is um, hilarious. Not how I intended to ever use it, but um, <laughs> Hannah, I would love you to. I'd love you to select a song for us to listen to uh, off the new album, The Way Home, as we as we close this conversation. Okay. You're right. I don't like making these <laughs> decisions. Like, <laughs> uh. um, okay, let's see. I will pick Believe in You. Okay. Ooh, good choice. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to have a listen to Believe in You right here. And Paul, Hannah McClure, thank you so much for taking time to be part of this podcast. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's such a blast. And um, I will will make sure that we we cross paths at some point and we will have an emo dance party in a dressing room somewhere. (laughs) All right? We're in. We are in. Perfect. Thanks, Josh. You're the man. All right. So we are listening to now. This is Believe in You from the McClure's off their new album, The Way Home, here on Overflow Beyond the Music. this episode of overflow beyond the music make sure that you hit subscribe so you can find out when the next episode's out follow us online facebook twitter instagram at overflow btm on all of those my name is josh mccabe we'll see you in two weeks with another episode of overflow beyond the music the podcast see you soon.